Welcome to all of the things. Since all of you have been busy with your own things this week, we've rounded up anything and everything that's making major headlines and filling your news feeds. I'm Fumi Akinyade. And I'm Johnny Churchill. And we're about to break down all of the things. We're back and ready to kill it. Jenny, what is your thing this week? Okay, so my thing is kind of a bit of a downer, but I think it's important. So last night I was at a punk concert. And one thing they do at these concerts is they'll usually do a shout out about suicide prevention or depression. I didn't even know that. Yeah, just trying to reach out to the youth, uh, do a good thing. So anyways, last night the guy's up there doing his whole spiel. And there's a heckler in the crowd. And he's saying things like, nobody cares. A heckler during suicide prevention? Yes. Damn. That's It was evil. so rude. And it made me so mad. And I didn't say anything to him. And I wish I had. And I woke up this morning and I was still thinking about it. So I decided that I just wanted to do a super quick PSA about suicide prevention. Oh. And uh, I know it's kind of a downer, but it doesn't have to be. I just wanted to let everybody out there know that if you're ever struggling... You know, there's always someone you can talk to. Don't suffer in silence. Thanks for that, Jenny. Um, my thing this week is not serious at all, but it's something I do care deeply about. It's Girl Scouts, and they need to end their cookies that I feel are taking over the world. Currently, I have five boxes of Girl Scout cookies on my kitchen table. I don't even fucking like cookies. So I'm like trapped because I keep seeing these girl, little girls and they're with the whole little troop. And I'm just like, okay, fine. I'll give you $5. Okay, I'll give you $20. Okay, I have six cookies. Now, what am I supposed to do with all these? It's very annoying. Enough about me and my problems. Let's get into our thing that's still a thing. Jenny, what do you have for us? Yeah, so this week, Apple's fight against the government is very much still a thing. Yeah. Yeah, we learned that, according to Apple, it's not just the phone involved with the deadly San Bernardino attack that the government wants. They say the government is trying to use the 1789 All Writs Act. Just let that absorb for a second. The 1789 Act. Um, Wait, as in from... From the year 1789, (laughs) correct. Throwback. Yeah, that's the legislation they're trying to use involving iPhones. Um, But anyways, that they're trying to use that act to try to get the company to unlock 14 additional phones. And this is exactly what I was talking about. That is true. Last week. And and here's the thing. Apparently, Apple had um, complied with government requests uh, regarding phones in the past, but they were different in nature and they weren't as invasive. So now the government's like, well, why are you backtracking now? And they're like, you want us to actually like write code and... Yeah. unlock phones like we are not government agents we're not doing this you know, um i was definitely on the fence on this before but like now that more things are coming out i'm like kind of moving more towards apple and i'm just like this is becoming this is becoming a problem now like 15 phones at this point yeah no thanks yeah it's definitely still going to continue to be a thing but for now let's move on to the new things this week yeah, for those of you who plan on getting turned this weekend, uh, you might want to think twice before you pop a molly. Uh, NYU studies showed that 40% of people 
who thought they were taking uh, Molly were actually ingesting synthetic cathinones, which are the active ingredients you find in bath salts. Researchers um, tested people outside of clubs and festivals from like July to September 2015, and they like asked them, hey, like, have you taken ecstasy? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turns out they found out, based on their hair samples, they found out that they actually weren't. The crazy thing to me about this study was at the end, the, the guy's actually like, yo, I would advise you guys to purchase um, test kits, like drug test kits, because he knows people aren't about to stop taking drugs. Anyway, go on. <laughs> what, what else is going on? In other drug news this week, PBS's Frontline released an interview they conducted in the fall with former Attorney General Eric Holder. And in the interview, Holder says he thinks marijuana should be reclassified on a federal level. So... In case you didn't know, currently marijuana is classified the same as heroin. It's a Schedule One controlled substance. Um, obviously, I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> like, I, I just can't wrap my head around that. Yeah, it's kind of insane. It is insane. So the pro-legalization crowd obviously cheered Holder's statements. Um, it's something that they've been wanting to hear for a long time, but they mm. were also super upset, wondering why Holder didn't do something about this while he was in office. This is the one thing that makes the most sense. It may not be the most impactful. Sentencing reform absolutely was the most impactful, but this is the one thing where it's like, I don't think anyone thinks that marijuana should be classified the same as heroin. I feel you, I feel you. Another new thing coming out this week, uh, new data is showing that New York City subway is like actually kind of not the place to be. In fact, felony subway crimes are up 36% compared to the compared to January in January 2015 and in response to this spike in crime uh, the MTA board voted in favor of a measure that would create a team to track subway criminals and then share the info with the NYPD and the DA's office and the hope here is that they would use this information to bar repeat uh, offenders from riding the subway currently there is like a list of people who are banned from using the transit system but like if they're caught they can't get arrested on spot they have to be arrested. They can only be arrested if they're like currently doing something illegal. Mm. Like if you're if you're on this list and you get and you and they find you riding, so it's, it's worthless. Just, yeah. Well, they'll call like your parole officer, or your probation officer, and it goes through that. But this new measure would mean that police can step they step in and arrest you right off the bat. So uh, wow, watch out for that or don't masturbate on the train. I guess is a good way to avoid that. Yeah. True. NYC may be getting safer subways soon, but they've been dethroned in another area, wealth. Beijing now has the most billionaires of any city in the world. Well, according to a Chinese study. Okay. That is. <laughs> according to said study, which may or may not be absurdly biased, they claim <laughs> Beijing has 100 billionaires, while NYC only has a measly 95. Oh, that's pathetic. Oh. That is actually pathetic. I'm never going to New York City again. <laughs> Supposedly, the study was based on current stock prices, so it would therefore take into account the floundering Chinese market. Okay. Um, in case you're wondering who came next on the list, Moscow only has 66 billionaires, but they live large, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> Hong Kong has 64, and Shanghai has 50. In other international news, uh, UK Prime Minister David Cameron announced that there will be a referendum on whether or not Britain 
should remain in the European Union. OMG, this is a huge fucking deal. They're going to vote on June 23rd. This is a simple yes or no. Yes, if you want to stay in the EU. No, if you want to bounce. Those people who want to say are saying things like it makes selling things to other EU countries a lot easier, that it helps pay for public services, that it brings young and qualified immigrant workers to the work field, which they feel they can benefit from. And they're pretty much saying that, look, if we leave, we're going to look like a pariah in international eyes and that we're not right or die because you didn't stick it through. Now, there are also a lot of people who want to leave and they're saying the EU imposes way too many rules on businesses, that it charges billions of dollars in membership fees, which is like completely not worth it. Then there's the whole migrant issue. We saw last summer when there was that huge migrant crisis and like the UK is just like, look, we're not trying to have, we're not trying to open up our borders and let everyone in. Um, and they have an issue with the whole free, the idea of free movement. They don't think that just because you're an EU national or you marry an EU national, you should get access to their borders. And they don't want a United States of Europe. They're not trying to like get any closer. David Cameron, however, he actually wants the UK to stay in the EU, and he's worked out a few changes with them that he feels will benefit the country. So if you're 18 or older, or you're a British, Irish, or Commonwealth citizen who resides in the UK, make sure to get out and vote June 23rd. Another international politics story this week is the election in Iran, and in a shocking twist, social media is playing a huge part. Iran's parliamentary election is Friday. You may recall that the internet in Iran has been uh, heavily censored uh, the last few years, and in 2009, the country blocked Facebook and Twitter after videos surfaced of a woman's death at a protest following the disputed presidential election that year. Since then, many in Iran have started using a program called Telegram. Um, hmm. They also use Instagram, but Telegram is the big one for this story. And now candidates are using the service as a way to directly reach voters. And they say it's a lot more effective than flyers or anything else. So what is Telegram? What's a... It's, it's a messaging service, kind of. It's similar to Facebook, but it's not Facebook. It's okay. the way that people share news stories and things with each other. So, and it's actually, it's used by one in four Iranians as a oh. way to share the news, which is super interesting. And here's the downer. The government is saying that they're going to block or slow the app ahead of the election. So, uh, today or on election day itself. Damn. But here's a super interesting thing that I found out when I was reading about this story. The ballots in Iran, so you know how ours are kind of like bubble letter or select, and mm -hmm. there's only so many candidates running at any yeah. given time, and no, you don't know all of them, but it's not the big deal. The write-in ballots in Iran, and there are 6,200 candidates in this election. Yeah, so people are saying that Telegram is an amazing way for them to save the names of people who say things who they, they like. like. Oh. Oh, wow. So they can then write them in later. It's insane to me, though. Wow, that's kind of crazy. All right. Well, you know, there are political things happening in the U.S. as well. With that being said, why don't we get into our first political thing? President Obama is finally coming through with the campaign promise he made seven years ago to close Guantanamo Bay. On Tuesday, Obama unveiled the planned closing facility on both moral and economic grounds. He claims that Gitmo is used as a propaganda tool by terrorists. And he also uh, says that maintaining the facility is extremely costly and estimates that there will be, that they would save 65 to $85 million a year if they were to close down the facility and transfer the prisoners either abroad or someplace domestically. Here's the thing about this. Um, he's not 
any closer to closing Gitmo than he was seven years ago. What you're talking about here is a plan that involves 30 to 60 untriables. These are people who will never see the light of day because of the things that we have done to them in our custody or the ways we came to have them. Mm -hmm. They can never be tried in a court of law. So the second you then bring those people onto U.S. soil you have a huge constitutional problem because you're not giving them the constitutional rights that you're giving everyone else who was on this soil. So that's a huge issue. The other thing is he's not specified at all where these detainees would be going. So are you against the plan or are you just saying that it's just no. not necessarily a plan? I, I think it's not a plan. I'm all for closing Gitmo, mm -hmm. but I don't see how it can possibly be done, especially not in the manner that he's laid out. Okay. All right. The next political thing is, you know, we got to say farewell to our homie Jeb Bush. After a fourth place finish in South Carolina, in the South Carolina primaries, Bush announced that he would be dropping out of the presidential race. Let's take this time right now to play one of our favorite moments of Jeb Bush's campaign. It's him begging his audience to clap for him. We've all been there. He's to be a lot quieter, but send a signal that we're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. <laughs> so sad. That's why you need to have like an applause sign at these it's, things. Because how are people supposed to know? Oh God, it's so bad. It's like I think that's what we should learn from this. Well, it's like when you're in church on Sunday and you're like. And, and you're really not feeling it. And then the pastor's like, please rise. And you're like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to rise. Um, Poor Jeb. Yeah, well, I mean, he's out. Uh, and there are two other people who should probably call it quits, but haven't yet. I'm talking, of course, about Kasich and Carson, um, who had respected blunders this yeah. week. Okay, um, tell me about them. So Kasich was trying to compliment female campaigners for him uh, from his early days as a politician. Unfortunately, he, he referred to them as women who left their kitchen to put up flyers for him. Um, whether or not those women were also barefoot and pregnant is unknown at this point. Um, obviously, uh, the females in the audience did not appreciate that. Then Ben Carson stepped in it when he said that Obama was raised white I think he meant privileged, but let's not split hairs. Yeah. I do find it funny how Obama's black and Muslim sometimes and a white Uncle Tom others. You know what? Here's the thing about this. Yes, Ben Carson is stupid and should not have used those words or whatever, but I kind of see, I understand the point he was making in the sense of like, hey, you know, President Obama grew up you could say privilege, you know, he didn't have the typical African-American experience. And I feel that's what Ben Carson was doing. He was like comparing it to how he grew up. And I'm like, okay, I see your point there. Where he went wrong was where he said that pretty much because he, because he had a multicultural upbringing, then he can't, I, he can't identify with the black experience. And I feel that's where Ben Carson is wrong because that's what so that's what really shows how there's this underlining prejudice in this country because when people see President Obama before he became the president or whatever, they weren't like, oh, look at this mixed race dude who like grew up in Hawaii and Indonesia. Like, no, they're only going to identify you by the color of your skin. And so they're going to treat you as they treat every other black male. Right. So in that sense, yes, he did have the typical African-American experience because 
It's just based on how people out, how outside society sees you. And another point that Ben Carson made that I actually thought was really interesting and was like actually true um, was when he said that the, that he actually doesn't experience racism in the Republican Party, and where he gets it the worst is from liberals and progressives who kind of look at him like, "How can you possibly be black and be a Republican?" Mm. And I am completely, I am a hundred percent guilty of that. Like anytime I meet someone who is a black Republican, I'm taken aback and I'm just like, because I'm just like conditioned. I'm just like, you can't possibly be black and then think that these people are for your, are like supporting your cause. And I, I was like, you know what, Ben, you're right. Like you're actually, you're totally right. I'm like completely jaded in that thinking. And I'm like, I wouldn't know if I went as far as calling Uncle Tom, but I do kind of like think like, in a way, I kind of think you're like a sellout if you're a black Republican. And I think that's the wrong, obviously that's like not the way I should think, but it's just, it's really hard to wrap my head around that, that, yeah. around that idea. It's interesting. I've had similar thoughts before when I've met gay people who are Republican. And I was like, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's so. weird. But you know what, Ben? You're, you're actually right on that. I totally agree with you. So I'm wrong. You're right, Ben. This one time. This let's, one let's time in my life. Here. This one time in my life. Either way, Kasich, Carson, they're not likely to win a damn thing because Donald Trump is showing no signs of slowing down. He had three consecutive wins in New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Nevada. And this week, he got his first congressional endorsements. Chris Collins of New York became the first sitting uh, member of Congress to endorse Trump. And then soon after that, California Representative Duncan Hunter, the guy with Babe the vape pen, yeah, him, he soon followed suit and also endorsed Trump. Trump, however, is playing it super cool, and he was just like, look, endorsements mean very little, so deuces, bitches, I don't even need your help. I guess congrats to Trump for winning back-to-back-to-back primaries. Congrats to Trump. Uh, Sorry for the rest of the nation. Well, it'll definitely be interesting to see how those endorsements uh, play out for Trump on Super Tuesday, and uh, we won't have to wait long for that because it's next week week okay yeah and if you don't know super tuesday is the day that uh the primaries kind of stop limping along and 14 states and one territory hold primaries or caucuses and it is the day that will likely dwindle down the republican field as there are more delegates up for grabs than any other day in the primary election super indeed I mean, honestly, after Super Tuesday, a lot, a lot of times you have your candidate. I said the other day that I don't think I've genuinely been this concerned about the future of our country <laughs> in any significant way that compares to how I feel this election season. I know, I'm I know. so terrified of both sides. I'm terrified, and it's like oddly, in another way, it's very entertaining. Whatever, let's actually move on to our entertaining things of the week. First up, we've got the Oscars. Whoop, whoop. Who's excited to see white people win awards? My favorite. Yes. Um, So it's this Sunday, February 28th, live at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. It's on ABC. Um, They failed to nominate any African-Americans, but they do have a black host. So I feel that's progress. No, that's the thing. I'm so torn about this. It's Chris Rock. I forgot to even mention that part. It's Chris Rock and he's incredible. The last time he hosted the Oscars, he was so savage and amazing. I know. It's like, I really, I think I'm going to watch it. I can't, I don't know. Cause I was just like, I really don't give any fucks, but I really like Chris Rock. And I think it's actually going to be really funny. You know, despite all the calls to protest the Oscars, hashtag Oscar so white, I guess we'll end up seeing how many people actually tune in this weekend. 
There was another thing this week that had the entertainment industry angry. I'm talking about Kesha appearing in court against her producer, Dr. Luke, in a civil lawsuit. She's been looking to get out of her contract for, I think, two years now. After reporting sexual abuse, she says happened almost a decade ago. The court denied the injunction, which means that she has to continue to work under the same label. And Kesha was in tears. It's honestly, it's one of those things where you're watching just knowing the things that she says happened. The thought that she would have to then continue on in this contract is kind of unbelievable. The court denied the injunction, which means she has to continue to work under the same label um, as her the person she's accusing. A lot of female artists showed their support. Taylor Swift actually gave $250,000 because, I mean, Kesha hasn't been able to work while this is going on. It's basically ruined her career. Uh, I mean, at this point, Lady Gaga and Demi Lovato took to Twitter. Uh, Adele said something about her in a speech. There was the hashtag free Kesha that was trending. Um, an official ruling in this case could take as long as months or years. You know, let's switch topics to something a little bit more positive. For those who are a huge fan of reality television shows, I've got some great news for you. America's Next Top Model is coming back. Woo woo. But actually, this time around, Tyra is not going to be the host. So that's going to be, I don't even know, like, then what's the show? Who's going to tell the girls how to smize? That's the real question here. Um, You know, the show's been on for 12 years. They've had 22 cycles. It's being resurrected by VH1. They haven't said yet who the judges are going to be or when the premiere date will be, but I'm just really excited. She's still going to be the the executive producer, though, so she's not not letting complete control. She's not letting go of the reins yet. Moving on to something I actually do care about, Waze users rejoice. Your never-ending quest to avoid traffic is about to get a whole lot better. Morgan Freeman's smooth voice will now direct you to your destination. Oh, God. That is right. (laughs) Oh, God. Freeman's not hard up for work, if you're wondering. Uh, He's just doing it as a promotion for his (laughs) new flick, London Has Fallen. And on top of directions, he's also going to say creepy shit like, the American people are counting on you. Which, God, I fucking hope not. I can't believe that's even a thing. But you know what? Whatever. If you say it is, it's a thing. Uh, let's get into the rest of the things that we can't believe are things. Jenny, what's up? Yeah, so my thing, I can't believe it's a thing, is the news story this week that millennials are too lazy to eat cereal. Mm. Um, <laughs> now, I can believe that's a thing. What I can't believe is that we've been talking about it all week. Uh, Now, the article was in Newser, and it was talking about cereal sales and the fact that millennial buyers aren't into it because, seriously, 40% said that it was too much work because they had to clean up. Clean the bowl after. after yes. That. But uh, basically the gist of the article was that cereal is doomed because Damn. millennials just aren't feeling it. I love that. Our future is looking pretty bright, if you ask me. <laughs> Shout out to millennials. Whoop, whoop, living it. Um, my thing that I can't believe is a thing this year um, is a thing that happens every four years. Can you guess what it is? And it's not the election. It's the leap year, baby. And this year we've got an extra day in February. Whoop, whoop. 
Um, I've never understood leap years or their purpose behind them or like with someone just like being like, let's just add an extra day no. once every four years. It's kind of hilarious. It's a calendar thing. With if you the say so. That's what okay. they want you to believe. Conspiracy. Um, <laughs> actually, but I actually do kind of have a connection with it because my sister is a leap year baby. And like, I always felt so bad for her because it's like she never really has a birthday. Like no one knows if we're celebrating on March or March 1st or February 28th. So she gets like two days of random phone calls. And then everyone's like makes a joke like, eh, how old are you for? It's like it fucking sucks to be her. So top it. I'm so sorry. Also, I don't have any money, so I'm not getting you a gift. But I feel this shout out on my yeah. podcast should count as a gift, you're welcome. I think so. Thank you. I think so. Uh, Thank you. I'm going to leave it there. That's a positive note. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to get more information on these topics and others we didn't get a chance to discuss, follow us on social, at More of the Things. Uh, Yeah.